Don't you shake my bones and you rattle my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking pumped. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Fuck I will. You, I will. Like. I will do that. I just pretended that was Brian Deegan. Yeah. With his girlfriend that looks like she gets railed by five Tennessee police officers. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> it's just a non-stop cyclone of just holy shit. Yeah. Welcome to row one, seat one. All right, we're gonna. Tr- oh boy. Uh oh. What do we got? What, what's going on now? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right, how's that? No, that's not. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right, hold on. Hold on. Let's try that. There we go. Okay, now we're good. Now we should be good. Hold on. We should be good. Are we good? I can't. I forgot to cross post it again, so I kind of fucked everything up just now. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. No, I don't want to switch to fucking new memory. God, Jesus Christ. This is such a pain in my fucking ass. I need three computers. Because this is just not working for me. It really isn't. I don't know. Can anybody hear us? Just somebody fucking say in the comments if you can fucking hear us and it sounds normal. I have no idea if it does or not. This sucks, dude. I, I, I changed up so much shit to fucking do that stupid ass fucking live streaming and I need I, I literally I just need two computers to do this it's just it's such a pain in my ass to switch between all these settings and then Facebook just makes it absolutely fucking impossible to do anything easy these days let's see here we go Okay, yeah, we're good. We're normal. We're good. All right, fuck it. Let's go. We're doing it fucking live. I don't really give a shit. This is a fucking radio show. Honestly, I don't even care if we can fucking see us. You can hear us. I really don't give a shit. A lot of the people who are listening to it can hear and see us. That's all that really fucking matters. Uh, anyway, Joey Fats Radio. Welcome back, everybody. I hope this sounds more normal now. Um, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to get this now on to... Get out of here. Jesus, titty fucking Christ. All right, thank you, Destry. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Okay, there we go. Now, I have to figure out how to... Here we go. All right. Boom, 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 boom. You, you, and you continue. Okay. All right, now we should be back up on all our normal platforms, all our normal pages. Everything should be normal now, I hope. But who knows? It's Facebook because, you know, whatever. Okay, all right. We should be good. We should be good. All right. I think we're good. Paul, we're good. Oh, wait. Hold on. Speak. Are we good? There you go. Good boy. Oh, okay. Speak, boy. Speak. Yeah, no shit. All right. Shit. Now we're good. Okay, there we go. Now we're back up and running the way we should be. Thank you, Christ. Jesus. Oh, my God. I have to. You know, this is why I am going to invest an absolute fucking shit ton of money into this place in the next, like, six to eight weeks and just make this whole, just the whole thing just so much more seamless for me because I I, I can't do this. I I can't keep, like, you know, going back and forth and doing this nonsense. It just drives me up a wall. But anyway, 
Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Joey Fats Radio, Row 1, Seat 1, live on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide, 774-992-8702. Phones are on and ready. Uh, we are ready to talk to y'all and get after it. Uh, we're going to get into the NFL. We're going to get into the MLB playoff race. We've got some Formula One. We've got some NASCAR to get into. We've actually got a boatload of stuff to get into tonight. A lot of good topics. Um, I've got a couple of things I want to talk. We're going to get into the Trey Lance trade. Uh, Jerry Jones is going to do Jerry Jones things. Cowboys fans out there, I want to hear from you. A-Rod makes his preseason debut. Mookie makes his return to Boston. We've got an absolutely loaded show here to go, Paul, so let's get right down to it. Uh, yeah. What do we? What should we? What should we start with? What do you think was the? Uh, you want to start with Mookie returning to Boston? I was going to say you go ahead and unload on anything that you want to talk about. So you know most about those. I didn't watch. I was working all weekend, so I don't have any idea. What's so Mookie really Betts going returned on. to Boston so. last week. Obviously, he was with the Dodgers. His first game in Fenway since 2019, right? Yeah. Uh, so Mookie comes back, and. Again, this is why I just don't I, I don't understand like as good as good as Boston fans revere themselves to be, they really just don't pay attention. So Mookie comes back, he comes up to bat and his first at bat at Fenway since, you know, winning the World Series with the yeah. Red Sox and blah sure, blah blah sure. and all that jazz. Sure. Now this is a guy that wanted nothing to do with your franchise, wanted nothing to do with your city, and sure. wanted out. Sure. And the, the 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 local media, the WEIs of the world mostly, because sure. they're run and owned by John Henry and yeah. the Boston Globe, made you think, no, 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 we want him. Right. And watching the Fenway faithful get up and give this man a standing ovation was absolutely hysterically pathetic to me because it just goes to show you what a cuck of a fan base Boston has become. This guy didn't want anything to do with you. Are you okay over there? Well, yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm looking. Uh, I'm squinting, right. but I'm good. I got to squint a lot today. Yeah, well, you don't have... My yeah. eyes are kind of jacked up from, like, allergies and, like, all And, and the monitors like, are all flipped. Everything's flipped around yeah, here because I was live streaming. For some reason, the lights are, like, killing my eyes tonight. I don't know why. Like, lately, like, coming up here, I don't know if it's, like, the blue with, like, the lights, and it's just, like, it makes me squint a lot. Hmm. It's definitely that. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah. So... Mookie Betts comes back to Boston. Yep. The Boston faithful gives him a standing ovation. And I think it's absolutely pathetic <laughs> that they give this guy a standing ovation after he basically gave you the double middle finger. Like, you're a Red Sox fan. You followed this whole thing. You know, you were on the show when Mookie Betts was going through his contract negotiations and doing Shoot. everything. Shoot. And what... What in God's name? Like, this isn't like David Ortiz leaving in free agency and coming back, or even Manny Ramirez, for yeah, Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, I remember when Manny left and everybody was Went like, to the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, and came, yeah. Decided, you were there. Started batting like 700 or yeah. something like that, and you were like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Yeah, you were there for it. So, I, I'm just, I just think it's funny. 
because Boston yeah. fans hold themselves in such high regard. And I'm always telling them, like, you know, I'm always trying to knock them Every down a few athlete pegs. Every is so lucky to have graced these hallways. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, pretty much. Like, uh, right. he was... He was once one of us. He is always one of us. Like, really? Because he told you to go fuck yourself and went to the Dodgers for less money than the Red Sox offered him. Yeah. Like, he was just like, yeah, now I'm out of here. And then he, like, had to give, like, that one parting shot, too, where he's like, yeah, I really don't want to play in a racist city. And you're like, oh, there it is. There it is. There there it is. Like, there we go. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, we got that. All right, sweet, dude. Um, Yeah, it was lame. But it was super fucking lame. I thought it was super lame on behalf of the Boston fans. Shame on you if you were there and you cheered him. I mean, he literally told you to go fuck yourself. And you fell for the narrative. Yeah, we that we know. were like, no, we should cheer for Mookie. And we should be like, what, what do you think? He's going to come back? Right. You think he's going to get done with his contract with the Dodgers? He's going to be like, you know what? I was wrong. I like, yeah. Boston isn't a racist city. Yeah. And I do believe I should go back there. No. The only way that's happening is dependent on the size of the check that's in this pocket. You know what I mean? It doesn't even matter. He turned down more money from Boston to go to L.A. L.A. gave him less money than Boston offered him. Right. To stay. And he was just like, no. I mean, it was was marginal, but it wasn't, Everybody's got a price, but not what they can afford to get him back. No. So it was just, it's absolutely fucking hysterical. I thought it was super fucking funny uh, because I'm just sitting there laughing my ass off and going like, yep. Like, this is why the Red Sox will not get a dime of my money until that dickbag John Henry dies or sells the team. And depending on who he sells the team to, they still might not get a dime of my money. I don't know. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it, it just it just goes. It's just it's in that in that flux. But the MLB postseason's heating up. We got uh, big time drama out in the West. You know, the Angels went all in on the at the trade deadline. You know, trying to, like, show Otani, like, hey, man, like, we're going to try. And they've gone just completely off the deep end. Otani's no hurt. He's not pitching for the rest of the year. He's still going to hit, but oh. he's not pitching for the rest of the year. Uh, Mike Trout is just, you know, he's doing his usual, like, late August vanishing Houdini move where he's just like, and now you see me? No, you know, you that do. sucks. Dude. I always root for that team. I do, too, just because they're, they're a good team. Nasty. But the AL West is lit as fuck. The Mariners have won like nine out of their last ten. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've now jumped the Rangers and the Astros for first place. Uh, right. The Rangers are in second tied with the Astros right now. That's going to be a fun division to watch. I, I'm just saying, as yeah. far as like baseball goes right now, if you're not paying attention to Major League Baseball, now would probably be the time to start doing so. Um because it's getting it's getting to be a lot of fun. Getting to the fun postseason. Major, and postseason amazingly is fun. What would you? Where would you rank Major League Baseball in the Big Four in terms of best playoffs? Best playoffs out of what? Baseball, basketball, football, yeah. hockey. Yeah, that would be the Big Four. Yeah. So obviously, playoffs is football number one. Um, I would say basketball. Oh, man, hockey and baseball are are, are three and four. Really? That's See, because I would go, I go NFL number one because obviously it's the NFL. It's one and done. You only get one crack at it. Yeah. Number two for me is is uh, is baseball because I think the baseball playoffs are phenomenal every single year. There is so much drama, so yeah, much, yeah. so much pressure. Yeah, I get it. I just because winning and losing a baseball game, I feel like is just it comes down to. A pitch or a play or a catch, a hit. It doesn't matter. There's like one thing. Then I would go. Then I would go hockey, and then I put basketball last because the NBA is 
like it, it's like it's such a formality. It's fucking rigged, dog. You know what I mean? Well, not even not, not even know, it's rigged. I, know, I don't want to get into that because it's just. But it, like you, you know, you watch like oh, oh, we got John Morant and the Grizzlies. And they're going to go up against Golden State. And we're like. Yeah, we know Golden State is one of these. No, no, no. This Grizzlies team, man. I'm yeah, telling you, they're young and full like, of piss and vinegar. And I'm like, okay, okay cool. Like, they're still going to lose in six. I'm trying to think. And then, like, they get up. You know, they win a game. Like, oh, they're up 1-0. And I'm like, cool. They're still going to lose in six. And then they end up losing in six. And everybody's like, oh, my God. I didn't even see that coming. That's crazy. Golden State, they're so good. They're such an institution. Like, you know, I'm like, they're a wagon. I'm like, yeah, we know. Like, we know. Like, it was the most predictable fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Golden State over Memphis, no way. The only ser- series that I thought like I would sweat, like Golden State would end up, be, you know, sweating them was the Lakers series, and I thought, you know, it was going to be. I didn't even think it was going to be. I-, I thought it was going to be a lot closer than that. The Lakers took them out in six. I yeah. thought it might go to seven, and I was like, I don't want any part of Golden State in seven and Oracle. No, thank you. But the NFL, the NBA playoffs are like such like a just like a like oh Philly's up three two against Boston. Watch this. Of course, Boston's going to come back and win this. Yeah, of course. Like, it's written in the stars. You just know. Right. You right. just I know. I know. It's such I a joke. I always, I mean, I enjoy a lot of playoffs. And I guess it, it is hard to say that, like, basketball is as high up. But I just, I guess I'm looking at, like, what I follow maybe a little bit more during the regular season. That's where I'm putting the playoffs, I guess, in terms of like my one. No, two, I'm just three, saying four. regular playoffs because I don't watch much regular season NBA. I don't watch much regular I season. Probably watch more regular MLB. season NBA than I do MLB. Uh, I would see. I'm, I'd, I'd be opposite. Really? Yeah. I watch I like, way more regular. I'll season watch the basketball. Lakers. I'll watch the Lakers when they're on. Yeah. But like, I'll throw on. You know, I watched the Braves and the Giants on Sunday really? night. I never watched. You know, because well, our guy Jared Schuster was pitching, so I had yeah, to throw it yeah. on. You know what I mean? Because that was a big deal for us. I mean, Jared Schuster, we've had him on this show, and he was starting on Sunday right, night baseball, right. which is a big deal. So we, I had to put that on. Did not have his greatest outing, but that's okay. He's young. He's going to get there. But as far as like MLB goes, like if it's Yankees, Sox, if it's Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, Cubs, like whatever, like. Mets, you know, whatever, like Mets, Phillies. Like there's a lot of interesting storylines throughout the MLB regular season that you can tune into and watch and get a kind of a handle on it. Right. Whereas with the NBA, you're just like, oh, cool. Like, oh, Phoenix Lakers tonight. You're like, sick. Let me watch KD and his squad go up against LeBron. You're like, oh, LeBron, AD, KD, and everybody else, they're all sitting. They're not playing. They're all not playing. And I'm like. Ah, okay. uh, this game okay, sucks. Lame. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not watching this. Yeah, this is I'm, fucking I'm stupid. Set him down. Yeah, I'm gonna go play video games or go do something else that I actually have control over. Right. So I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not doing that. So ML because the N- N- NBA, the NBA regular season has become such a formality. It's just it's it's like not even a point of doing it. Right. And then ML, but MLB, like the regular season is is anything but a formality. Like, yeah, it's long. It's arduous. It there's a lot going on, and it's a grind. But it every game means something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like right, you start facts. getting down to it now. Look at it. You've got Seattle with a one game lead over Texas yep. and Houston, and they've got like what, like 16 games to play? Right, like, right. You know, 15 games to play. Whatever. Yeah. Like whatever the month of September has. I don't even know. It's but it's not a lot. And you're like, oh shit! Like I know this is kind of like, crazy. It's fast as the season, like. It just 
it's as quick as it's here, it's fucking gone. You know. Well, I mean? because once you get through, once you get through Fourth of July, right? You know what I mean? In the All Star break, you're like, next all right, thing cool. You know, it's like next thing you know, it's boom, it's, trade deadline, and, and next, next, now we're now we're in late August, and well, the feast we, is over, and we, it's like, okay, summer's gone. Week seven, you're like, what? <laughs> Dude, it's nuts. It's absolutely crazy nuts. how fast it goes. So it's it's it sucks because it goes so quick. But yeah. then again, you know, and then all of a sudden, like baseball gets interrupted by the start of football. Yep. So you kind of forget that September is the most important month in MLB. Right. And then because because it's opening week, one month for football, like nobody gives a shit about anything. Like, what are you doing for DFS? What's your fantasy team doing? What are you doing? Who's this? Would you drive? Right, what right. are? And everybody's just like, and they're like baseball. They're like, I don't know. Call me when the playoffs start. Like, Jesus Christ, yeah, is it October yeah. yet? No, I don't care. All right, fine, bye. So. That's how it goes, and then you know the NBA starts up, and everybody's like, <laughs> "That's cute." Um, yeah. Whatever. Like the NBA, like I don't, don't even talk to me until after the deadline about the NBA. Oh God. After the once the trade deadline hits, then I'll start actually like caring. I don't even give a fuck. But other than that, no, I don't. I mean, you got think about it in the fall, from September through December, you got don't even care. Football starts in September, the best month of ba- the final month of the regular season, baseball playoffs. You have the NASCAR playoffs. Yep. The Formula One season's winding down, and and you got basketball starting in you know November. Right. How how short is the F one off season? Four months. F one's off season mirrors. Uh, they're a little bit further out than NASCAR. NASCAR eight goes months, right. They're eight months on. NASCAR's only off December and January. They're only two months off. Just two. Because the final race of the season's in in Phoenix in November. Wow, that's a like long like the week before Thanksgiving. Fucking season, bro. Thirty six races, dude. That's a long season, dude. It is thirty six really... races with a couple weeks built in off. Like, yeah, that's a. Long... It gets it. It does. It's a grind. It's a fucking. A it's the shortest off season in sports. Time. Yeah, that's a long fucking time. Dude. And then you open up, and then you're like, okay, season's over, and like, all right, cool, go take like two weeks off because now we got to get to Daytona for testing. So yeah, you know, because we got to win the Super Bowl. On opening day, right? Like the op- the the first race well, of the season. Well, nobody goes from F one to, to Daytona, right? No, I'm talking NASCAR. Oh, I thought you were talking F one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about F one? I'm doing the show solo tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, let me see that. Uh huh. Yeah. See, let me see that dust. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Little soul slap for you. There you go. Get it. Yeah, get it. Get it. Do it. Ah, um, ah. But, yeah, anyway, so the MLB, uh, you know, regular season's winding down. NFL starting up. Everything is kind of like it gets it gets going here at this point. Like, now we're like, okay, now we're into it. Now we're on. But to switch gears real quick, and I, I, I don't know what – I kind of want to do – Let's just get into the NFL because fuck it. Who cares? This shit. That's the straw that stirs the drink. I really wanted to do more wrestling tonight. Like, I really wanted to talk about Bray Wyatt. Uh, that's a Sean thing, brother. Yeah, that's a Wyndham Rotunda. Like, that's a big, that's a Sean topic. We, Leave which that for him. I don't yeah. have, I don't know enough about the WWE and, or follow it. I know who them. Bray Wyatt was. Don't know him. Um, I know that he struggled with mental illness. I know that he, you know, he was, he struggled with depression in the whole nine we posted the video online of him talking about his struggles on our row one suit one facebook page if you haven't liked and followed it yet go ahead and do that we're always posting up you know fun content on there it's mostly repost we're not doing a lot of original content on there yet but we're working on that um 
it was a very touching video. And unfortunately, he, and he did not kill himself. He did not OD, nothing like that. For those of you that don't know, he died of a basically heart failure in his sleep. Uh, so he had a heart attack in his sleep. I guess his wife or girlfriend found him, and he was like six different shades of blue. And uh, by the time they found him, it was too late. So I guess he had gotten COVID. From what I understand, he'd gotten COVID. He'd gotten the shot, and then he had had uh, he had developed complications due to that, uh, due to COVID. I don't know if it was due to the vaccine or not. I'm not putting that out there. We're not doing that tonight. Yeah, uh, not going down that rabbit hole. A long um, night. But apparently it was uh, it was due to COVID. He had you know complications. You know they cause it long COVID uh, or whatever. But unfortunately, it was a very unfortunate situation. He was 36 years old. Uh, he was beloved in the uh, WWE. Uh, we had some really good content we were going to show tonight. But uh, again, without Sean being here tonight, which he's here, he took the night off. He had a, a sudden. Uh, a sudden really good excuse to not come to the show tonight, so uh, he took the night off. Um, it's nothing serious, but he was just, you know, had some had some things to uh, entertain, and he did that. So um, we'll do it next week, probably. We'll talk a little bit more about that and that situation and get into it. So uh, I just wanted to touch on it because, I, you know, I didn't want to just ignore it because we do love wrestling on this show. Uh I don't watch it religiously, but, like, Sean's got, you know, he's got a four-year-old, so he watches it religiously. And it's a lot of fun for him. You know what I mean? Like, his kid's getting into it, you know? And it's like, he's like, okay. So it's like rejuvenated him a little bit. So he's like super into it. And without him, him explain it. Without, yeah, without him here to kind of like explain things, it's going to be a little bit tough. But um, nonetheless, uh, we'll just dive into the NFL here, Paul, because there's a couple of NFL topics that I want to get into. Uh, we're going to get into the Trey Lance trade first and foremost because this has got to be to me. All right, so here we go again with the Cowboys doing Cowboy things, Jerry Jones doing Jerry Facts. Jones fucking things. Apparently, allegedly, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy had no idea or were not even in the loop on this trade. They were not involved. They were not told. Uh, they were not... That's just Jerry doing his thing. Yeah, Jerry was just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to give you a fourth round pick for him, which is crazy because no one else in the league had offered even that much for him. Like they could have got him for like a sixth or a seventh probably. Does McCarthy and everybody just sit there and go, okay, this is what I'm getting paid. Who cares? Uh, Like fuck a Super Bowl. Fuck all that. That's all bullshit. Like. With him doing that kind of like, you know, with him just making picks, pulling, you know, pulling that kind of like, you know, pulling those kind of like strings, like, you know, those cards, like I'm the owner, I do what I want, fourth round pick, and then my, and like everybody else underneath the GM, everybody's like, what the fuck? Yes. Dude? Well, Jerry Jones is the G, de facto oh, GM. Oh, he's the owner but GM. But apparently yeah. he did not loop Mike McCarthy in, he did not loop Dak Prescott in. Now, if you're Dak Prescott, and I believe Dak Prescott is coming up on a contract year. Slapping the balls. I believe he's coming up on a contract year or a year where he's going to be uh, close to it. Slappity slap. That's a, that's a slap in the face. Like, if yeah. you're Dak, you're the incumbent, right? You want to know, hey, do you guys have faith in me? Like, you kind of want to vote a confidence. I think this yeah. is Jerry Jones trying to light a fire under Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy's ass. Like, hey, 
and yeah, say, I got your replacement right here. Hey, your replacement's right here. We know this kid's got talent, and we believe we can make it work. Either piss, piss or get off the could, pot. Could be, yeah. But he goes about it. Jerry Jones, and he does this all the time, he goes about it in the absolute wrong way. Why right. would you give up? And I'm not even saying like a fourth-round draft pick is like you know something crazy high to give up for a, a guy. But you're talking about the biggest mistake the San Francisco 49ers have ever made. Giving up the draft capital they gave up to get up to number one to take Trey Lance when everybody knew that was the wrong the wrong pick. They should have taken Fields, whatever. Wouldn't have mattered. Who gives a shit? They both I don't, suck. I don't think either one is going to be great. They both suck. But you give up that. What, nobody else, like Buffalo was supposedly in on this trade. Baltimore was supposedly in on it. Yep. And they were not even giving up close to a fourth-round pick. And then they just and Jerry Jones comes out of the country. He's like, "Here's a fourth round pick." And it's like, okay, first of all, you got fleeced. Then, hmm. then you get you don't loop in your head coach who is a has a uh, a a reputation for being a quarterback whisperer, like a a quarterback yeah. guy, a quarterback guru, right, right. And he doesn't have anything to do with it. And then you just go ahead and make this move. Like, you don't think he probably would have been like, hey, nah, like, maybe we could get, like, I don't know, somebody else. You, but you would at least think that he would want and what about, and the why, guy's input. And why, are you, and why are you going to bring in another guy when you've already got a guy in, who, in Cooper Rush who – Performed pretty well last year. Yeah, that's true, too. When he came in, when Dak was hurt, everybody was pretty pumped on that kid. I thought he did pretty yes, well. Yes, Destry. Mike McCarthy was the was the coach of the Packers when they won in 2010. Yes. But why would you even... So, what? So really, what are you doing here? What are you bringing in this distraction? This just, like, complete... Like, you don't need this guy in your locker room right, at all. Right. He offers nothing right. to the Dallas Cowboys... And you give up a fourth-round pick for him, and you don't inform your head coach, who you would think would be like, you know, one of those guys like, hey, uh, we're going to give up this fourth-round pick. Do you think we can get anything more valuable than a fucking third-string quarterback for him? Like you said, it's got to be a scare tactic that Jerry Jones is sitting there going, hey, listen, we just gave up a fourth-round pick for this guy. We're not going to give up on him if Dak doesn't work out. So make Dak work out while you're both fucking gone because this is it. For, well, maybe not, but, you know, they're trying to, like I said, scare tactic. Yeah. I, I just don't understand it, though. It's just it, a shitbag move, man. It really I mean? it just. But does it not make sense? Like, I mean, like, why is it like Jerry Jones and Jim Irsay and, like, Dan Snyder, formerly the owner of the Redskins, like, they all just made these, like, types of moves all the time, and you're just like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Hard owners to work for, and they've gotten, like, nothing to show for in the past 10 years. You know what I mean? Except it, for, like, failed. Fail, except Jerry for Jones blown, has nothing to blown, show for us since 1995. Careers. Yeah, we have nothing since 06. I mean, let's see. Like, seven, whatever like, you want like, to call what, it. What, Squeefy's going to be 31? He was born in 92, so that's three, 28 years now. We're almost three decades deep. Since and the Cowboys have nothing to show for anything. Like, Jerry Jones, like, once... Once, you know, he got rid of uh, 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 Jimmy Johnson and, and, and then right. Barry Switzer, 
and the big three retired. That was I, it. Like I think since like 2003 or at least 2000, there's been no repeat winners in that division between the Giants, the Eagles, the the Redskins, and the and the uh, Cowboys. There's been no double. There's been no repeat winners. Yeah, for like I don't. I think you're. Years. I think you're right. For like no, 20, I think the Eagles won it back to back just now. Did the Eagles not win it? I don't think so. Two years ago, no, you're right. They didn't. I don't think they. I don't think there's been a back to back winner for like 20 years in that division. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That division is just a rotating like shit show of fuck off. Like right. <laughs> it just sucks. You're like, holy the Christ. The Cowboys should like own it every year, but somehow they just fuck up, dude. And they had the Ivy League ginger for so long with Romo and fucking up and like the clapper in chief, dude. They just had such bad luck and like honestly. I don't even hate the Cowboys. I don't. I, actually I don't hate the, like Cowboys the Cowboys at all. I like the Cowboys. I have friends who are Cowboys fans, so I generally root for the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like my boy Dave, he's a fucking huge Cowboys fan. I always root for the Cowboys for him because I want to see him, you know, be happy and do well with his football team. I have so that. many friends that are Cowboys fans that yeah, I would love to dude, see them hoist like, a Lombardi. Right, right. I because have, they haven't know, seen it since they were in probably grade school at this point. Dude, like elementary school. That's what I'm saying. 95, dude. Yeah. Like I was ten the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. We were, yeah, yeah. It's like seven, dude. I was like seven years old. Yeah, well, you're two years younger than me, so you were eight. But yeah, eight, seven, eight. Well, yeah, depending on when I turned. Depending on when the Super Bowl was. Now nah, we always turned. We all, our birthdays were always usually before the Super Bowl. So I would, yeah. So. Except that one, yeah, because that was that one time in '85. Well, '80, the '84 season, Dolphins Niners. I was born the day. After the Super Bowl. That's weird. Yeah, I was born the Monday after. The Super Bowl was January 20th that year. That's kind of cool. And Well, that's how I ended up with Joe, because Dad was like, I don't know, I'm going to name him the winning quarterback. It was Joe, Joe Montana Mont- and Dan Marino. Yeah. So, 84, you know, 84 Niners versus the 84 record-setting Imagine Dolphins. Imagine your name was Dan. <laughs> Come at me with that. Dan, Dan. Dan, I'd be like, oh, that blows. <laughs> yeah, I know, Mum wants to name me Colin, of all things. Oh. God. Oh, Joe comes here, turns 18, legally changes it. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't even have anything against the name Colin. Just It's just I'm not a Colin. No. no. It worked out for the better. Let's put it that way. Yeah, probably. I got nothing against the name. It just worked out for the better. Not really a uh, huge fan of it, but, you know, if you are that but, name, oh, you know, whatever. But the whole man. Trey Lance thing, it's, it's a fascinating situation. Yeah. Again, I believe this is just Jerry Jones stepping on his dick. Doing what Jerry Jones does, and I believe Jerry Jones is doing everything he can already, and we're not even, we're two weeks away from the start of the season, and he's already doing what he can to torpedo this season. Yeah, of course. Because he's bringing in the distraction, because now everybody's going to be asked. No one's, you know, no one's going to ask the Cowboys now, like, hey, how do you feel about Micah Parsons and, uh, you know, and Diggs on that defense, and you guys think you can be like a top three, five unit? What do you think you can do? Or, you know, do you think Dak, can you cut down on the turnovers this year and, and bring this offense without Zeke? You know, now Pollard being the guy, you know, do you think you can bring this offense up to like, you know, uh, a a top five unit? No. Now it's all going to be like, oh, well, what do you think about Trey Lance? What? Oh, you got Trey Lance on the roster now. Like, what do you what's going on with that? And you're like, "Uh, well, I don't know. Like, I I, I assume I'm in line to stay a cowboy for a long time. But if this is Jerry Jones's way of like telling them piss or get out the hey, pot, you know, why don't you go ask fucking Trey Lance? All right, Adam. <laughs> I mean, if I'm Mike McCarthy and I'm Dak Prescott, yeah, and Jerry Jones is like, you guys better figure it out because if you don't, I got Trey Lance waiting in the wings. 
I would literally laugh my ass off, and if he fired them at the end of the season, I'd be like, "Good riddance." You gotta be kidding me! Like, really? Like, okay, good luck with Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan, and that stacked ass Niners roster couldn't do anything with Trey Lance. Now, it's not often, and let's be fair here. Let's be critical of John Lynch and the Niners ownership. Right. And Kyle Shanahan, I, even though I don't know if Kyle Shanahan was 100% on board with Trey Lance, but let's be very critical of them for taking Trey Lance and giving up what they gave up to get him because that was an idiot move. We first guessed it on this show. We knew it. Everybody knew it. We're not the only ones that did that. Everybody knew it was a bad move. Everybody knew it was a stupid idea, but they did it and they did it, whatever. Who cares? They happened to get lucky with the fact that they had a guy in – Jimmy Garoppolo, who could, you know, steady the ship. And if, you know, honestly, listen, if Jimmy Garoppolo hits a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders in Miami in the Super Bowl three years ago, yeah, and the Niners win, are we even having this conversation right. about the Niners drafting Trey Lance? No. Right, no. No, because Jimmy Garoppolo is now a Super Bowl-winning champion. He's now right. a Super Bowl champion. Right. He's their guy for the next He's four or five guy. years. Yeah. You know, and the Niners right now, they're fortunate enough that Brock Purdy is healthy. And I'm telling you right now, the Niners, they're ready to Brock and roll, baby. Do you think that Brock's injury is one of those ones where, like, it happens all the time and he's going to definitely re-injure it? Or is it more like a freak one where it's like, all right, he might get away No, it's one of those injuries where I think because he had the, uh, he had the Does ulcer. Does it come the back ulnar nerve. strong? Yeah. It comes back fine. Like it comes, this kid, it comes we're gonna back. see it's like what he's like, made it's, of. It's maybe, not like, like Peyton Manning, where like he's he's completely fucked because his, the nerves in his neck. No, right, you can come. Right. Back. It's basically what he, he had Tommy John surgery, right? or even like yeah, or even like the Andrew Luck surgery. Right, that, like, was, that hey, was that's what if, it was. Right, that's know. what it was. Right, yeah, right. yeah. It was I think basically so. So, Tommy, Tommy John. John. That's yeah. So he's coming back quicker than I think most people thought. But I, apparently, all the reports out of camp, he's ready to roll. Oh. And if the Niners are ready to Brock and roll, that is the be- one of the best rosters in the Fuck. NFL. Right. And quite frankly, if Brock Purdy stays healthy in that NFC Championship game, yeah, yeah, I think the Niners go on to play in the Super Bowl against against the Kansas City Chiefs. No shit. Think I think we get a. Yeah, I, I think we they they get their second crack at them. They breeze past the Niners. I mean, and the you know, you know, and you know what would have happened. You know what would have happened in that Super Bowl? Patrick Holmes would have been sacked if the Niners had made it to that Super Bowl. Many times. Unlike the Eagles. Many times. Uh, Destry, that's a good point. Without Boza, that's a, uh, that, is, that is an unforeseen kind of out of left field thing that nobody saw coming. The Boza situation has suddenly reared its ugly head. I think John Lynch, as piss poorly as, uh, you know, to kind of, contradict myself like i know they made a really shitty choice with the trey lance thing yeah i don't think they're gonna fuck up this nick bosa thing he's an important guy he's extremely important you don't want you, ab- you absolutely have to pay him you don't want to absolutely have to pay him guys you right. gotta you pay him you keep him your window is open you've got brock purdy coming back if brock is the guy so be it roll with him 
Brock is going to be a guy that's going to go in and win you. He's going to win you I'm that division. Pretty and sure I'm, that Shanahan. is the best, arguably the best roster in the NFL. I'm pretty sure John Lynch and Shanahan can go talk to Purdy and 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 both and sit down and be like, well, "Listen, we can get things done to get you both back here." Well, Purdy's not going anywhere. He's on. He's under contract. It's right. Bosa that wants more money, and Cost. rightfully so. Of course, because he is the best defensive player, arguably they're in the league. They're gonna want to retain Kittle. They're gonna want to retain Debo. They're gonna want to retain. Everybody. Honestly, I think they could do without Kittle, but they're they're fine. A lot of those guys are fine. They're under contract. Bose is the one that's that's becoming no, the problem. Yeah, and he's a big defensive player, man. You don't want to lose that guy. You can't. You cannot lose Nick Bosa on that no. defense. You lose Nick Bosa on that defense, you he's are He's that third down guy. You he, know what I mean? He's Vaughn Miller. He's JJ Watt. He's yep. You know, he's that third down fumble sack, something make something happen kind of guy. He's the make something happen dude. He is that dude, and I love it. And I love Hufanga, the safety. That's he's my boy. I love that kid. That was you who drafted him. I did. I thought it was Jam, but it wasn't. It was you. It was was me. When I realized it, I was like, "Motherfucker, I wanted him." Yep. But I, I just didn't know what round to draft him in. I was gonna, I was gonna take, I was on the fence with like taking Justin Simmons, but I feel like Ufanga just makes more consistent dude, plays, he's a beast. He's a tackling. Ball hawk, he's dude. a tackle he's a machine, ball hawk, dude. and he's just, he's, he's a, yeah, he's, he's the next uh, Troy Polamalu, and I love yeah, him. Yeah, well, he trains with Talanoa Hufanga. Yeah, he's a fucking beast if you haven't seen him. But, uh, but anyway, to wrap, put a little happy red bow on this whole uh, conversation about Trey Lance. I just, I, I don't understand it from a Cowboys perspective. If Buffalo and Baltimore, two very well-run franchises, balked at the asking price and said, thanks, but no thanks, we're good, and then Dallas comes in and exceeds, like, you know, it's like, it's like when, it's like when they were in, like, they were in negotiations and the, and the Niners were like, give us a, give us a sixth round pick, and they're like, do you want better? I'll give you a fourth, and they're like, Okay. Right. Like, they, you know, like... I just can't believe... Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, Jerry, to Pat's point in the chat, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't believe Jerry believes in Dak. No. I, I think he wants to, but he doesn't. And right. I think this is his weird little well, way of, like, trying to light a fire under his ass. But you already have Cooper Rush behind him. I was going to say, he's seen Cooper Rush come in and light it up with this yeah, offense. Like, so he's like, all right, clearly we don't need Dak over here. You know what I mean? We can- what do you, like, so why are you giving up the fourth round pick? I mean, like, you get, at, at this point, at, in this day and age in the NFL, a fourth round pick in the in, in the draft is a starter. Like, most yeah. of the time, like, you look through, like, the, you go through, like, the sift through the fourth round picks. Yeah. A lot of those guys end up being starters after a year or two. It's sometimes right off the rip. Yeah, you would think so. You know, so I went through the list the other day. I, I'm, I can't name any off the top of my head. I could, I mean, I probably could, but, like, fuck. I'm like, I, try, I had one. I just had one in my head. I lost it. But nonetheless, there's really no reason. Like, I don't understand. Like, uh, uh, like if that's your message to Dak Prescott, like, you better get it done, son. And he's like, all right, dude, like, I'm not even worried about that kid. Like, that kid couldn't figure it out with Kyle Shanahan and that offensive talent that they have over there. I know. Not I'm, worried. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really threatened by him. Cooper Rush, like, okay, yeah, he might take my job if I'm not careful. Right. But, but that that's guy, just like no. a dickheaded way to fucking do it, too. You know what I mean? Be like, yo, Jerry, like, what the but fuck? But that's Jerry. Like, that's Jerry. I don't know. 
my eyes aren't too far apart. Like, that's what he does. Yeah, was a, he does dumb shit that like that. was a clown that. move. It was. It was a clown move. Uh, but what's not a clown move is Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Now, obviously, I have my hesitation. I chronicled, yeah. chronicled it pretty well on the show last week. Yeah. Why I have a little bit of cause for concern. Like, I have a little bit of ca- a pause for... You know, uh, with the Jets and anointing them the AFC East champs and saying, like, they're going to 100% be competing with the Bills for the for the division title. Right. Do we do bets on this show about how long a guy's going to last before he gets hurt? We can. Do we do bets like that or do we not touch that kind of thing? Why actually, wouldn't we? Oh, I don't know. I was just wondering because I was looking at that Garrett Wilson guy or whatever, right? Is it Garrett Wilson? Is he on the Jets, Garrett Wilson? He's the rookie receiver, yeah. yeah. Well, second-year receiver. Yeah, second-year. I have a feeling he's going to get hurt real soon. He's supposed to be like a top guy who I ended up keeping very late. So. Oh, so you're saying you're you're cursing him is what you're saying. I just have a bad feeling he's not going to make it through the whole season. Not well, on fucking wood, the only dude, thing but... I feel like that's going to really – so there's there's a couple things that can derail the Jets. One, obviously we, we talked about it ad nauseum last week where – after watching Hard Knocks, and you've watched, you know, I got to watch the last episode tonight. The hero worship for Aaron Rodgers in that building, where like I'm just getting this vibe from the Jets that they just think like all we got to do is show up, and we're gonna win. That that attitude did not exist in Denver when Peyton Manning came in. That attitude did not exist in Tampa when Brady came in. Right, there was right. no like. You know, like, oh, yeah, all right, bro. Hey, we got the quarterback, man. Hey, it's our guy. Yeah. It's only, hey, don't worry about, hey, I saw you miss that. I saw, you know, you got beat on that touchdown. You're a Hall hey, of bro, Fame, kid. There's only two guys in the world that can make that throw, and one of them's Oz, okay? Right. <laughs> like, that line right there is what sold me on that. If that's the way that they're coaching these guys, yeah. this team is in deep shit. Yep. And they are going to get off to a slow start, and they're going to have a rough go. Yep. Because, and they're going to be a tremendous disappointment because you don't understand. No, all 32 guys in the league can make that throw. Some make it more frequently and more consistently than others. Facts. But all 32 of them can make that throw. That's why they're starting in the league. There right. are 32 men in the world that are going to be named the starter on opening day of their NFL football franchises. Right. right. The Jets are going easy on Aaron because of what what he's done in the past instead of, like, utilizing him and pushing him until, you know what I mean? But, like, well, no, they're not even – and Aaron made his preseason debut the other night. He looked phenomenal. He looked all right. Yeah, he looked you No, know, he looked phenomenal. He looked in, like, he, he was like in midseason form. a couple bad form. plays, but that was it. Back shoulder throw Whatever. to Garrett Wilson yeah. for a touchdown. You know, Oh, yeah. Had, no, he had a couple. He had a couple. couple, of, couple of bad ones, he had a couple of really nice balls, and you're like, yeah. okay, there it is. There's the Aaron Rodgers we know and love, under you know, under somewhat live fire. But it's not Aaron Rodgers that I'm concerned about. I know Aaron Rodgers knows right. what it takes to win. I know Aaron Rodgers knows what a grind this is. Does Sauce Gardner? No. I fucking hope so. You know, does 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 Quentin Williams know? Does does the does Williams Jr. know? Like, I, and I feel like they're coaches. Like Robert Sala is a great. I think he's a great head coach, but I think he is going to learn a very valuable lesson this year, in that you cannot let these guys know they're right. good. Right. And I've seen way too much on hard knocks. Too much ball sucking. 
too much like just sucking each other's dicks. Like yeah. just yeah, man, you're great, you're great. Hey, man, hey, nice play. Ball sucking. Hey, hey, don't worry, bro. Hey, see them balls? He's sucking them. Ain't nobody else in the league can make that play on you. Ain't ain't nobody else making that play in the league. Ain't nobody else making that play in the league. I made that play. You didn't make that play. I made that play. Whatever it was. Like, no, that is not how you coach a team. Again, I'll go back to it. Mike Shanahan, when when you watch, if you go back and watch uh, the uh, America's game, 1998 Broncos. Yeah. And Mike Shanahan pulls the 98 Broncos, one of the greatest football teams ever assembled. Okay, not... And that's not hyperbole. This is a top five all-time great team. There were the, you know, the 89 Niners, the 72 Dolphins, you know, the 70 whatever Steelers, pick, pick one, you know, whichever one's your favorite. You know, uh, the 07 Patriots, I hate to say it, they were probably one of the greatest teams ever, even though they didn't win it. But you get my point. And Coats. The 98, that was 96. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> But Paul's just like, I know a name. Yeah. Uh, but he pulled that team in, in in training camp, and he said, and he said to him, Destry 07 Ravens are a great defense, but not a great team. That offense was trash. I mean, they did what they could, but there was like, I think, a six or five game stretch where the defense outscored the offense. That's that shouldn't happen. But oh, that sucks. But my point is, he pulled that team together in the huddle, and he told them, you know, he said, do you guys want to be a 500 football team? Because that's how you're playing right now. That's how you're you're practicing and you're playing like you want to be a 500 football team. Eight and eight. You're like, we, I know you just won the Super Bowl a couple of months ago, and that's all fine and well and great. And, you know, you had your time to celebrate that. But now it's a new season. Nobody gives a shit what you did last January. All they give a shit about is what you're going to do in September. Right, right. And it was at that point, and if you listen to the guys that talk, if you listen to Mark Schlereth, Terrell Davis, and they, they, they allude to it and they say it, Mike Shanahan pulled them in and humbled them every single day through that training camp. Humbled them. Made them run extra. Made them work harder. Because he knew... To win it is hard. To win it again is even harder. And that Broncos team went on to run. You know, they went 13-0, lost their next two games, won their last one, and then ran the table and won the Super Bowl again. We all know how it goes. Terrell Davis goes for 2,000 yards. Sorry, am I boring you? No, um, I'm, sorry. I'm trying to think of who they played who they played in the Super Bowl. Atlanta. Both times? No, Green Bay was the first year. And then it was Atlanta. That's right. It was Green Bay and Atlanta. Yeah. So they had that, but they were humbled. So when you look into this, when I look at what the Jets are doing, and I'm comparing and, compra- and contrasting, maybe fairly or unfairly, to the way John Fox treated the 2012 Broncos when Peyton Manning first got to Denver. Yeah. Because I was in every single – I was all in on that team. We got Peyton Manning. You know, obviously, I'm, a, I'm the biggest Broncos fan this side of the Mississippi. When we got Peyton Manning, my favorite player, I didn't miss – I looked – all I gave a shit about was the Broncos. I knew how good that roster was. I knew how good they were. They could be. And I saw what they did the year before with Tim Tebow at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, if we got Peyton Manning, this is a 12, 13, 14 win team, and, and, and we're going to be Super Bowl capable. The problem is, but the difference is, John Fox was the coach of that team. He never let them think, oh, yeah, we got Peyton Manning. Everything's fine. 
Yeah, don't worry, guys. Just go out and do what you did last year. We'll be fine. No, John Fox grounds them. He, he rode them into the ground in a lot right, of ways. Right. And humbled them. And made them think, like, no. Like, hey, this ain't going to be easy. Nope. They come out. They win against the Steelers. I think they started off two and three. And then they won their last. And then they won 11 in a row. After that, to finish the season 13 and three. Right. They went on a run. And it started with that Monday night game when they were down 24 nothing at the half to the Chargers. Remember that? 24 nothing to the Chargers. When was this? Oh, when? 12. 2012. Peyton's first year in Denver. Oh, yeah. Remember? And then Peyton oh, led the comeback. You, yeah. you, me, and T were watching it downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nutty. I do remember that, actually. I do remember that. That was a damn dude. I mean, Destry, you're not wrong. Like how you have to, you, so you got to treat people ago, with like. Dude. Well, dude, it was 11 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you got to you got to treat kids with kid gloves these days. But like, no, like, no, you don't. Like, sorry, like, this is the NFL. Yeah. No one gives a flying fuck about your feelings. Nope. I don't care. Like, look at look what happened. Like, oh, Colin Kaepernick was offended. Great, get out of the league, bro. See you later. Peace. We don't give a shit. Yep. Good, actually. You know. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins got, you know, mildly offended because the Texans owner said that the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he was like, whoa, you calling us prisoners because we're black? And he was like, no, it's just, it's a euphemism. It's it's just, you know. Right, right. Whatever. And he's like. You would get mad. <laughs> and he's like, and, and now look, and now where's DeAndre Hopkins? Does anybody know who DeAndre Hopkins is playing for? I, I know he's playing for the Tennessee yeah. Titans. But, <laughs> like, does anybody care? No. No. What has DeAndre Hopkins done since he left Houston? Nothing. Nothing. No one cares. He had one great catch against the, with the Cardinals. That was a between the legs one, right? It was like two good catches he had, I guess. Yeah. But nobody gives a shit. Right. Nobody cares That's because big. you're expendable. But he, he got he got all in his head and all in his feelings. Felt like he was bigger than the team, and his and his the way yeah. he felt was was more important than the collective goal of the unit. Yep. And it that him in the fuck ass. you in the NFL. And you can't do that in the NFL. You just fucking can't. And I see a lot of this out of the Jets. And maybe Robert Sala's got to learn a lesson here this year, or maybe I'm dead ass wrong. And all you know, maybe I'm just seeing that because that's what Hard Knocks is showing me. Right. Yeah. But if the attitude that they have is, don't worry about it, bro. I know you got beat for that touchdown. He's fucked. Only him and Mahomes can make that throw, and he's on our side. Right. Come Sundays, he's on our side. We right. don't have to go against him. Right. Only Mahomes can make that throw. And you're like, all right, cool, but, like, don't let him make that throw. Right. And then Mahomes can't make that throw. So if your goal is to get to the AC Championship and play against Mahomes, what are you going to do? Come off the field that Mahomes makes that throw against you in the AC Championship and be like, right. hey, man, we said it in preseason. There's only two guys that can make that play. Right. Damn. And, oh, that was or, or, or how about you fucking tell the guy, like, No. Nobody should make that throw against you. Why were you a half a step late? How did? Why did you not read that properly? Right. Why did you flip your hips the wrong way? Why did you go inside instead of out? Like, there's there's a billion different things that you could critique on a, any particular play about anything. Just you know, the way a guy flips his hips in order to get coverage, whether he goes underneath or over the top, doesn't matter. Whatever you're trying to do, there's a million different fucking things you could go into and break it down. But these guys are sitting there like, ah, don't worry about it, bro. Yeah, yeah. And that's the defensive coordinator, and he's like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll get him next play. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, don't worry about it. When, when, when it comes to Sundays, you'll make that play. Really? You sure about that? Because you need to make it now. Because <laughs> if you're not making it now, 
You ain't gonna make it Sunday. What makes you think you're gonna make it? You know, week four when Josh Allen comes to town. Right. Or week five when you go to Denver. What do you think? Russell Wilson forgot how to throw a fucking football? Right. Highly like, athletic, you know what I mean? Like, very I, capable quarterback. Yeah. Like, capable yeah, oh, quarterback. Oh, Lamar oh, Jackson. You, you, think, you think Josh Allen's going to not be able to make that throw? Right. I just, I don't like the attitude with the Jets, and I don't want to beleaguer the point because, we again, we covered it last week and we went over it, but Aaron Rodgers looked great in his debut. Yeah. It, I understand why people are hyped up for the Jets. I understand why people are gasped, why people are thinking like, yep, they're going there. And I'm not even going to fucking lie. I'm low-key rooting for the Jets. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's one of my favorite fucking players in the league. I love him. I just don't like the way this coaching staff is treating this team. I, I just, something about it's just not sitting right with me. Now, again... I could be wrong. Right. It's you happened. It's, hap- it's happened once before. Of course. But turned out I was right. Huh. So I don't know what to think, but I, I, I don't know what to say, but I just don't trust this Jets team. Like if I was if you were giving me, Man, me. My, all the money in the world and you were like, All right, two teams in the AFC, who are you picking? Like Cincinnati and Kansas City are probably still my two top top picks. With Buffalo a close third. I mean, I don't see any anything really other than... That's it. There's only two. KC, Cincy, and that's it. In Buffalo. In, in, in Buffalo with a third. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, those three are basically on the same plane, given, you know, give or take. Great quarterbacks, good coaching, good defenses, solid rosters. But other than that, like, I don't know. Buffalo, to me, feels like they're... They're a little wishy washy this year right now. Like I don't Yeah, yeah. I would not I would I would put Cincy and KC on that like tier one in the AFC. Right. Then Buffalo like tier two. Right. And then tier three, that's where you've got like your Chargers, your Broncos, your Jets, your Dolphins, your Patriots, Ravens, Steelers. You know, again, the Steelers. Steelers fans rejoice. I think you're gonna have a fucking phenomenal year. Yeah. Cleveland, you're on like tier negative seventy as always. <laughs> fuck you. I hate you. Fuck Cleveland. They suck. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. Give us a call if you want to get your thoughts in. Uh, we got a couple more things to cover, and then uh, we're gonna bail out. It's gonna be a quick show tonight, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. But. Uh, one thing we what else what else did we have we had uh, we had that and then we had I don't know What's we did Mookie we did Trey we did the Jets okay cool uh, we're good there so why don't we do let's just let's do our motorsports minute real quick yep and see where that takes us and then we'll uh, we'll go from there all right um so Daytona was Saturday night uh, I don't know if. Some of you may have, might have seen me live streaming. As fun as ever. Um, I was racing at Daytona on iRacing. That's why the audio was all fucked up to start because my dumbass forgot to change like one little setting. Um, can you ever like change like a like a live like a tab or something where you can just click like you know? One yeah, or I didn't. Two. I just didn't do that. Oh, oh okay. I just didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that um, makes sense. I worked. I worked. Well, I worked a double yesterday, and then I came home today, and yeah, yeah, I just forgot you know, to switch it over. Forgot the. Forgot the one minor detail there. That oh right, right that's right. why Deshu was saying like ah oh, it sounds like you're talking through somebody else's microphone because these microphones weren't working. The microphone on my over there was working. Yeah, and that yeah. was what was. Oh uh, well, us up. as long as we figured it out. So we figured it out eventually. But um, 
Anyway, the Daytona night race, again, I tell everybody every year, the De- the Coke, whatever, Coke Zero Sugar 400, whatever it is now, the Pepsi 400, the Firecracker yeah. 400, the Daytona summer race. It used to be 4th of July weekend, which is why I hence the Firecracker 400. Then they moved it to the end of August, now the end of the regular season. It is So the, the regular season of NASCAR, which is 26 races, starts and ends with Daytona, which is kind of cool. It bookends. I kind of dig it. Um, but nonetheless... I always tell people, listen, if you're going to watch any race all season, this is going to be – It's if That's you're only going to pick one, this would be number one or 1A on my list. That's the one, yeah. Because it's Daytona. It's under the lights. That's the sick part. The pressure that. is on. It's the final race of the regular season. You've got guys who need to win and they're in. Like Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, uh, I think A.J. Allmendinger – Daniel oh, Suarez. I didn't ask you who made the cut. Uh, Bubba Wallace. Did he? Was the final final one. Damn it. <laughs> he was the final one. Chase Elliott was up there. He was some he was, bitch. He no, was I'm going. Kidding. He was going for it. Honestly, I don't mind Bubba being in it. You know why? It, it, I don't care. It provides some controversy, and not for nothing. But you look at the first four races. I believe it's uh, it's Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, and. Nashville, maybe? I think of the next four races. No, the Roval. I'm sorry, the Charlotte Roval. Out of those three, I think Bristol, Darlington, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol. I'm pretty sure Bubba finished top five at Darlington the last time we ran here. Yeah, yeah. He won Kansas last year, and he ran pretty fucking well at at Bristol as well. So he's going to have himself... Uh, he's got a decent run here of, of tracks that he runs pretty well at. Right, right. To get into that next cut of yeah, they're lucky. Fan. You know that 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 you know make the round of twelve. Right. So it goes sixteen, twelve, eight, four, over the next couple of weeks and months. Um, obviously, Talladega in October, October first, Talladega. That's the big one. That's the that's the wild card round right uh, there. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a monster of a race. So yeah, yeah. that would. That would be like you got the, the Daytona 500 is obviously great. I always preferred this rate, the night race at Daytona to this one. Yeah. Um. But the Talladega Fall Race now, now that it's a playoff race, right? It's fucking sick. Yeah, I mean, it's sick. like I said, like you were saying, like it's like the last race of the regular season before they hop into the playoffs. Like, oh shit, we got we got a couple. we got peeps. Joey Fats Radio, row one seat one. Hey, what's up, boys? Yo, what up? Yeah. Long I, uh, time no talk, brother. Dude, I know. I got a part-time uh I got a part-time job this summer. Monday and Tuesday nights at Harpoon, so oh, nice. it's coming to it's coming to an end, so I'm happy that's to be okay. back for back for football season, boys. Make Fuck bre- yeah, bro. Good to have you back, Make man. That bread. Yeah, I got some uh I got some uh cut down days questions for you guys. Yeah, go nuts. Um, what a fans! I know we sucked this preseason, but what happened to Zappy? Um, I think I, I think exactly what. I, so I think Zappy getting cut was one of two things, or or two of two things. One, I don't think he was very good to begin with. I think the Zappy mania of last year, with him just like you know making a couple nice throws and some busted plays, and people's general disdain for Mac because even though he's not the guy to replace the guy, people still feel like he's the guy replacing the guy. I, I feel like Zappy Mania, and I and honestly, let's let's be honest. 
bad luck. Y'all yeah. wanted Jimmy Garoppolo in the worst way in 2014 when Brady had that rough start to the season. <laughs> all right, I'll never forget the Kansas City game Monday night when Brady and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs blew Brady and the Patriots out. And I was literally the voice of reason on this show when it was uh, Sean and Hilchey. And I had to tell them, relax. Brady's not done, bro. I'm like, he's not cooked. It's fine. They had a bad game. It happens. And they're like, no, not like this. And that was when? 2012? 14. 14. 2014. Jesus. And all they did was go on to win the Super Bowl that year. Because right. even though people were calling for Garoppolo, because remember Garoppolo came in in garbage time, hit Gronk for a handsome. couple touchdowns. He was handsome. He was nailing porn stars the minute he got the yeah, Super Yeah, but all the girls were like, oh, my God, his penis. Yeah. I mean, he looked good, and everybody was like, ooh, They're like Brady's handsome, but Jimmy G, ooh, he's the Italian stallion. So I feel like it's a little bit of, A, Patriots fans and New England fans overreacting to the guy that they think could be the next guy. Because we just want a comeback story. We love ourselves a comeback tale now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the same fan base that cheered for Mookie Betts when he came back to Fenway. Like, after he gave him the double barrel middle <laughs> finger. Like, the big and, fuck you. Fuck you, that sucks. Yep, yeah, so I, I agree. But nonetheless, uh, so I'm not putting too much weight in it. The other part of it is I think Be- uh, Belichick getting rid of Zappi is a low-key. It's exactly opposite of what Jerry Jones did to Dak. It's Whoa. a low-key, like, vote of confidence for Mac Jones. Like, yeah. hey, uh, I know there was a lot of noise around this guy. People were calling for him over you. You know what? We're going to get his ass out of here. Not because he's not, like, you know, serviceable or he's a bad, like, player or he's done anything wrong, per se, although he did suck in preseason pretty hard. Um, I think it's also, like, it's a, it's a way of Bill telling Mac, like, dude, you're the guy. Go be the guy. Go do it. You and Billy O, go do it. That's, um, I know it's crazy. I told him it took him five years at Louisville to break Lamar's records, but I really wish Malik got a little more of a chance. It just would have been fun to watch. Knuckleheads like me who watch every second of preseason, I would love to see some more Malik. He was, he was, it was a fun watch again. I don't know what they're going to do for a backup now, which I, I think they're going to go veteran. Do like Colt McCoy or Brian Hoyer Yeah, I think they're going to go grab some veteran off the scrap heap. Like, you know, who knows? It, it, it Maybe they trade for Stidham back. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, it, no. it could happen. You know, Peyton and Belichick no. are kind of cool. So that could be a thing. But, um, no, I, I don't I, – I just think this was – these were two moves where Belichick looked at the roster and said, I can get more. I need these two other guys, whoever those two guys were yeah. that he decided he needed more, probably special teams guys, to be honest. Uh, and he said, yeah. they're going to give me more value on the field because I know Mac's going to play all 17 games, and I'm not going to have to worry about that. We're not going to a backup quarterback. Mac's our guy. Whether we have another guy on the roster that's capable or not, Mac's our guy. Right. We're not doing this whole, like, ah, wishy-washy. No, because if you have two quarterbacks, you've got none. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the old adage, you know, to be super cliche about it. If you have two quarterbacks on your roster, you really have none. You have one quarterback on your roster. Make Mac the guy. Give him the confidence and, and the vote of confidence and say, this is your team. This is your offense. Go fucking earn it. I was just saying, let's do the 49ers. In that case, it's just that's just bad luck. Well, that too. <laughs> Paul, I have a um, question about Richardson. Yeah. This isn't anything to do with him, but they say a lot of quarterbacks do well sitting. I mean, Trey Lance really could have used 
the right situation is sitting. Are you worried about um, he's starting the first year, Richardson? No, I'm all about that baptized by fire. Kind of no, like wow. just throw him in there, dude. Just put the weight on him. You're our guy. Just crud. Just see what he's made of, man. I mean, what else are you gonna do? You can't just you can't sit there and put Gardner Minshew in. It's kind of like the same thing that the Broncos had with like uh, with his um, who was it? Was it Locke? Maybe that they were Drew like Locke. just not confident in him and just giving him the reins, and they were like, yeah, eh. they were, he was constantly on a short leash. And yeah, it doesn't really show that you have like. But that much, was Vic Fangio you, fucking that up. Right, through and but through. that's what I mean. Like Drew Locke could have been great, right? But teams have been known to do that kind of stuff, and that doesn't really show that it doesn't really show Richardson that like you know this is his franchise that he has the reins to be like this is he's the next up and coming guy. Like, that's why we drafted him. We drafted him to replace Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and now hopefully Anthony Richardson. That's the guy that we want to be up there with those two dudes. And we'll, I mean, we'll see. It's, you know, you got a long way to go. You know, we Is got he a, a super project, though. I don't really know. I mean, they said the guy's an absolute freak. He can make shit happen. We'll see how smart he is and how accurate he can be. If is he's, he like Cam Newton? What's that? Is he like Cam Newton? Tell you what, if he's like Cam Newton without the attitude, you got a great thing going. Yeah, I won't be bad. Yeah. Like I said, my worry is I want to see how smart and how accurate he is. Everything else, I already know. The kid's a freak. Oh. He can make plays. He, he's an athlete. Oh. He can do anything. He's huge. You know, oh. as long as he's got a cannon, you know what I mean. The guy can flick the wrist, and, and the ball's like gone like sixty yards. Actually, it was actually wow. it was pretty fucking impressive. The other yeah, day he's got a hand him. cannon. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, watching him play a couple plays uh, the other week was like holy shit. The dude can fucking hum it. So it's nice to see us have a guy that's you know physically able to like you know not not like the uh, the Panthers there with Young, but I don't like I said, you never know how that's gonna work out. He might end up being the better of the four, you know. Yeah, I love Anthony Richardson. I'm not gonna lie; that is one of my that is one of the few people this year I'm rooting really hard for. Of course, I am. Fats, are you worried about um? Worry's not the right word. I family. I said that I family in Denver. Um, they're hopeful. But what's going on with Fats and uh, Russell Wilson? I mean, listen, it's it. This is Russ's time to shine, baby. Yep. There's there's no excuse. Like. I know we lost Patrick and Judy's banged up and the, re- the receiver room is thin, but they have emphasized getting Russ back to doing what Russ does and letting letting Russ, you know, the proverbial let Russ cook uh, yeah. kind of thing and let him create. But the thing that they that Sean Payton has been super, super fucking hard on them about is getting the plays in fast and getting to the line and lining up quickly and allowing Russ to identify what's going on, set the protections, and then snap the ball when he's ready, not because he has to. Because last year there was so many times, I can't even tell you, it drove me up a wall because the Broncos would be lining up, the defense would be coming up, they cheat up to the line, they're showing blitz, you know they're coming, and then they would start coming downhill and Russ would snap the ball as they were coming downhill. Right. Because the play clock was winding down and you didn't have a choice. And you're like and then you look and you realize that the Broncos were, I think, thirtieth or thirty first in the league in getting plays in on time. Right. Like in terms of like how quickly they were getting plays in. And that's why Nathaniel Hackett had to bring in like a you know, an in game manager and somebody to help him because he couldn't get the play calls in and it was just a total fucking disaster. 
And Whoa. I think Sean Payton is going to turn that completely around. Now, yeah, on the flip side of that, on the flip, coach. on the flip side he of is, that coin, really if Russ struggles this year oh. and they don't have a great year, they have absolutely no problem. The Waltons and Payton have no problem. They have no attachment to Russ. They will cut bait Contract. and run. Yep. They don't care. The Waltons really don't give a shit. They're like, money Good is enough. not an issue. And I told you even before the Waltons went for Peyton that you should get Sean Payton. And I think there was a couple guys on the fence about going for the Broncos job. And I can't remember who you and everybody else was on. But well, I there was Ryan. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. John. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, there was one of the Harbaugh's. Jim Harbaugh from well, the Michigan Jim, Jim Harbaugh. And yep. then there was Sean Payton. And I think that was kind of it. No, a- that was like one or two other ones I thought that was maybe in the running. And I'm like, dude, Sean Payton will be dope. And then you signed him. And then he was like, no fucking umbrella hats. And everybody was like, oh, shit, this dude's serious. <laughs> Broncos should have got fucking Trey Lance on him sit there maybe. Nah, I'm all set with Trey Lance. Honestly, I think – I don't know what everybody saw out of Trey Lance coming out of the draft. I don't know why he skyrocketed he as high as he did. He came in. Dude, he's terrible. I don't think he's yeah, just like, not good. The guy. What his, does he do well, Fats? What is this like? What, what would make someone want to draft him? I I don't honestly don't know. Okay, no problem. I yeah. honestly don't know. Like that is I, I was I first guessed it when the Niners did it. He might be able I'm to first, run the fuck out of the ball as a quarterback. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, he was athletic, I guess. Like, but but that doesn't like what? Oh, yeah, for a quarterback, he can run the ball. Cool. So can, yeah. like, 10 other quarterbacks really well. Like, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> Trey Lance, to me, was never the guy. He was not the guy. And then the Niners made this incredible move to trade up to get this guy that they For just... whatever, yeah. Never but saw was, the hype on him. I don't know if that was John Lynch, if that was ownership. I know Kyle Shanahan yeah. was never on board with it. Yeah, he wasn't no, even there at the time. He wanted Mac. What's that? He wanted Mac, remember that? Yeah, he wanted Mac. Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac. It's pretty well chronicled at this point. He wanted smart Matt. Smart white guy. You right. want a smart white quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, well, hey, you know, your words. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I listen, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm a believer in Mac. I, I like C.J. Stroud getting the nod in, in Houston. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't think Justin Fields is the guy. And I'm certainly, I'm certainly a fucking, uh, I'm, I'm a, I got a big question mark in Carolina. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's with, a, Bryce. with Bryce. That's a big question mark for me. But he came out the other day, though. He showed out pretty well, didn't he? Yeah, he played Did okay. He? But I think he's again. He's just. I feel like he's too small to play the style that he plays. I feel like he's another Kyler Murray, who apparently today yeah. requested to just be benched for the season by the Cardinals. Oh no shit! I think they're gonna tank for Caleb Williams. I can't believe it. They're they like are tanking. He's like, yo, they're hundred percent tanking. The 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 Cardinals oh. are one hundred percent tanking. Modern Warfare wow. Three comes out soon. My they ass. just got that. They just got Murray. Off years. They ago, just signed his ass to a big contract, didn't they? Well, uh, did did they give him a new contract? Yeah, did Murray get a big contract a little like while did, ago. Yeah, I think Paul's right. Paul's right. Like over yeah. two hundred. Yeah, Paul's right. Arizona fucking paid him. Wow. Uh, let's see. Kyler Murray contract. Forty-three. I'm going with. Let's see. Current contract, five years, $230 million. Oh, 230 Okay, I thought it was yeah. 243 All right. And he's asking the Cardinals to be benched. I mean, granted, he won't see any of that money if he has, if he gets benched. Right, he's like, fuck that contract. We're going to renegotiate. He's, I, but he's, he's trash. He's garbage. I don't, I, I don't know why they drafted Again, I don't know why they drafted him. I first guessed it. 
I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes you just need, like, every NFL team should just have, like, one casual beer-drinking fan that's just, like, in their inner circle, and it's like, all right, <laughs> here's an NDA. You can't say anything to any of your friends, but you're just going to sit here, and you're yeah, going to tell us what, what you think. Yeah, you're you're gonna con- we're going to consult you every once in a while. And it's like, should we draft Kyler Murray? Like, nope. <laughs> fucking midget needs to go play baseball and it's no. like some fat redneck you know like from flagstaff arizona like right like i get it like football is like one of those sports where like anybody size shape any you know height whatever can play football but like but no you can't be five man, seven to be and play quarterback, quarterback it really fucking helps to be pretty big dude i'm just saying like you it helps it's not the end all be it all helps. but it, helps. it really helps to be pretty fucking big dude if you look at most successful quarterbacks they're relatively large individuals six three six four six five right you know drew Brees right. is an exception obviously but right Right, yeah, yeah. It's, but is. it's uh, no, I don't. I just, I don't, under, I don't understand what the That's fuck the Cardinals really. were doing with Kyler Murray. I think it was a stupid draft pick. I think they're a stupid franchise. Yeah, I hate the fact that they're. They I well, I hate Josh Rosen. Rosen, Josh, right? Josh Rosen. Yeah. Again, he. But I don't think Josh Rosen was the problem. Who they had? Uh, who was the? Who was the defensive coordinator they hired as a head Wilkes. coach? I think it was Steve Wilkes. No, nah, was it Steve Wilkes? I think it was. I don't know. It might have been. I think you might be right. But he was. They had a terrible fucking coaching staff. They had a terrible yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. And they brought Rosen, and they completely fucking botched Rosen. Rosen was actually, I feel like, talented, and well, they completely screwed that kid. Kind of like the Broncos did with Drew Locke. Right. Yeah. And you well, know, then they brought in Kingsbury, right? Afterwards. And they brought in Kings. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, and then For he was like, yeah, and yeah. he was like, fuck this Josh Rosen kid. He's like. Yeah. Go to Miami, Yahib, and that's where he yeah. sent him. And well, Rosen well in fl- Kingsbury's defense, he had an eye for, for shitty quarterback. Was it Miami or Pittsburgh? No, I think he went to Pittsburgh. Miami. Oh, I think you're right, Fats. You're Miami, yeah. Well, yeah, I forget which one. I don't remember. I think he ended up in both, actually. I think he ended up in Miami and then in Pittsburgh. But right. it was just like, it was one of those fucking things where you're just like, dude, like Josh Rosen was such a talented kid. And I feel like he just got such a raw end of the deal, like a lot like Drew Locke did, where like the team Side, never believed yeah. in him. They never really put their best foot forward, or they didn't have a best foot to put it's forward. It's gonna be like Jordan Love. Too, they were just like, uh, disagree. You think he's gonna end up? I better? think I think the Packers are gonna be sneaky fucking good. That's this a year. smart organization, so? Paul. That's a smart organization. Very Where smart. Where do the Packers ever f up? Where do they ever f up? They're, they they I'm, don't I'm win. They don't win a lot of Super Bowls. But they're always in the conversation. I was gonna yeah. say they are shit bags, but they do. Even, they get there. They do. Yeah. They do. They have. Well, let's see. Because they get close. I mean, this is now a time th- that we're gonna see if Green Bay is as good of a, as a franchise as we think they are, or if it was all on the coattails of A. Rod and Far for the last fucking forty Wayne years. McCarthy's a dildo. He's a Doc Rivers of the NFL. Who? Yeah, well, that's Mike actually a pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty good app. That's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> Yeah, I've used that before. Yeah, he got he got one, you know, based on like you know everything just kind of fell right. It's like, yeah. oh, we're gonna play the Bears in Soldier Field in the NFC Championship, and Jay Cutler is miraculously gonna get hurt in the first quarter. <laughs> oh, Guess no. we're gonna win this one. Yeah, you know oh, what no. I mean? Like, shuck it up, boys. Because I mean, realistically, because who was it? Was it Caleb? No, he, was it Haney? Who was the the backup quarterback? Caleb Haney. For who? For the that. for the Packers that year in in 2010. Hold on, I'll look it up. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that that Shit. came in. 
and uh, and and for A Rod beat. He's the only guy A Rod's ever beat in an NFC Championship game. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was man. Caleb Haney. That's terrible. So it wasn't even. Wait, that was for the Steelers. No, the Bears. No, for the Bears. Oh. When, when Jay Cutler looked fine on the sideline. He's such a bitch. I remember him oh. sitting on the sideline. Well, no, he had a torn ACL, so. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. He, yeah, it was a little bit different. But uh, hold on. Let me see here. Ba, 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 BJ yeah, Raji. No, no. Oh, BJ. No. BJ Raji was the man. Yeah, Caleb Haney. I was right. Okay. Yeah, Caleb Haney, number 12, 6'2", 236. Another Jay Cutler-sized guy. Yeah. He only played that one year in Chicago the next year, and that was it. He's got he's got an 0-4 record as a quarterback with 102 attempts. Ugh, so that's that it. You, he was a back of that one time. So, yeah, that's the guy that Aaron Rodgers beat to get to the Super Bowl, the only time. Oh, my God. So not a great resume for Aaron Rodgers in that regard. Now, I'm on record saying that I don't believe it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. I, I feel like it's either. the Packers front office's fault. Well, but whatever. He doesn't put a he doesn't put he doesn't choose his opponents, bro. No, but you he know? definitely chooses to not, you know, run for the goal line when it's, you know, fourth and five and, you know, try to throw an eight yard pass instead. Or oh, you know, A-Rod. he definitely chooses to throw three interceptions in an NFC championship game. I don't know. Oh, like, A-Rod yeah, does? I mean yeah. he makes those choices. I'm not saying he's not great. I'm not saying he's not one of the best to ever play the game. Yeah. But his <laughs> NFC championship record is less than stellar, sir. Right, right. The only win he has is against Caleb Haney. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. There's a yeah. fucking trivia question for someone. Holy yeah, crap. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's what we do here on Row 1, Seat 1, Pat. We <laughs> give you the information that you need to win trivia games at random sports bars across the country. Yeah. Who's the only quarterback that Aaron Rodgers ever beaten in the NFC <laughs> oh NFC Championship? Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, wait a minute. Who wait. the hell was that? Yeah, wait, shit. shit. Who'd they beat that year? Wait, I remember they played the You Steelers. wouldn't even remember the team. I know. You'd be like, who the fuck was nope, the team? It was team? Caleb Haney and the Bears. Uh, yeah. And that was because that was the give it to me, Raji. Yeah, game. you know that yeah, was that, that was dope. That was dope. It was awesome. But I, and I love that Packers team. But 210 Packers team was fucking yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, they love that team. They were great. It was Clay Matthews and AJ Hawk and yeah, Charles yeah. Woodson. Yeah, stellar team. They beat the brakes off the Steelers in that Super Bowl too. Yep. But anyway, um, but no, but Pat, to your to your Patriots though, uh, how do you feel about this one-two punch of Zeke and Stevenson? You need um, what I'm excited for Zeke. But the Patriots need every star to align. It's like, hey, like, I can pay my mortgage if I get a scratch ticket, it hits, and I get the Powerball and hit, and, you know, I somehow inherit a billion dollars. Like, the Patriots need everything to pop. Pop Douglas, Booty, the tight ends, Zeke's, Richardson. I think there's just um, Stevenson. We're relying on too many things to not go 6-10. and 10. I think we go 6-10. and 10. We're relying on so many things to go right. I just don't think they're all going to go right. I mean, I get what you're saying, but yeah, also I so dis- but I, I disagree on the record. There's a lot of there's a lot of auto. Uh, what am I looking? What's the word I'm looking for here? Variables. There it is. Thank you. A um, lot of variables. Obviously, injuries being the number one. I love the defense, but I think with that defense and that power running game, yeah. And I think you're going to see Mac feast on play action. Whoa. I just don't see a way this team loses more than I – don't, I don't see them losing more than – I mean, 9 and 8 would be like – Yeah. To me, good. that's that's like the bottom for them. I feel like, wow. I feel like 10 and 7 right. 
This isn't Sean. This is fast. 11 and 6. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm dead ass serious, dude. I think the Patriots are going to be wow. a lot better than people think. We'll do our official picks next week. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. For the I'll for the there. playoffs or anything. Yeah. But yeah, because next week, because, yeah, Monday is Labor Day, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. So next Tuesday night, we're doing our official picks for the se- for the season. <laughs> so start doing them now, Paul, because I know you'll forget. I was just thinking about that stupid no squid. I mean, no Patrick mayonnaise <laughs> is not an instrument. <laughs> this is this is what Hi, I've been boys. dealing with on the show tonight, Pat. Thank you for yeah, calling. Yeah. I'm gonna make myself a tall Jim and Coke and finish the show. Um, I'm happy to be. I'm happy football season here. And, yeah, uh, buddy. Listen to Row One, see one, boys. Pat, happy Thanks, football dog. season, Thanks bud. For Thanks for the, the call. call. Yeah, have a good Labor Day, boys. We Later, will talk bro. to you next week, buddy. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. Good Love to hear from kid. Pat. Yeah, Haven't heard from Pat that. in a while. It's fucking good to hear from him. Paul, honestly, I just think the Patriots are going to be better than people think. I think so, too. They're starting to come together a little bit more. They're putting some pieces together. They're under the radar. Everybody's expecting them to be shit. Everyone's writing off Mac. I don't don't know, man. I just feel like that's a a 10-win team. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if 10 wins. This is Max, what, fourth, third year? Third year. Third year in the league? No, second. Wasn't he a rookie last year? Yeah, he was a rookie last year. Was he? Was he a rookie last year? Am I that fucked up on Mac Jones right now? Nah, wasn't he a rookie two years ago, if I'm not mistaken? No, 2021. Yeah, I'm right. 22, he was playing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. The second year. You're right. His rookie year, they went 10 and 7. Then last year, he went yeah, he went 10 and 7. Last year, he only went 6 and 8. So this is his third, third year. year. Yeah. Right. This Sorry. will be third his year. third year. Yeah. I think he's looking good. I feel like COVID just like completely fucked That's everything. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, like, wait, wasn't he the COVID year? Like, no, wasn't Cam he... Newton was. Huh? It was the year after COVID. Cam Newton was the COVID year. Cam Newton? Yeah. Cam Newton was the Patriots quarterback. Oh, right, right. During the right, COVID year. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. That's right. I'm like. Wait, dude, that year completely escapes me. Honestly, it I think it escapes most people, dude. It I was such don't a wash. even really so remember lame. what happened to the Colts so that year. Nothing. Was it the Philip Rivers year? Yeah, the Carson Wentz year. No, it was the Philip Rivers year. It was the Philip Rivers year. Right? No, wasn't twenty one the Philip Rivers year? I don't know. You need to tell me this because I, I forget. Dude, I I don't fucking remember, dude. That year sucked, bro. I know. But I know that was the Drew Lock year. Sucked, yeah. But uh, but no, I think the Patriots are going to be better than people think. I feel yeah. like they're just gonna they're gonna be able to handle. They're gonna have a better handle on defensively. They're gonna be disgusting. They always are, and that that defense is vicious. And I feel like offensively, they're gonna be a f- run first team. Bill O'Brien, I think, is gonna have a lot better handle on Billy that O's offense gonna, than think, a lot of think people 2012, think. Twenty uh, twelve, or think think the Texans when Billy O was there. Yeah, you know when he first got there, and it was like you know like. Yep. Arian Foster. Right, and now you know? he's got Zeke. If he can whip him into shape and get something good out of him, we'll see how he pans out, you know. Yeah, but it is uh, – Zeke's got new scenery, you know. Sometimes listen, man, I love that need. chipmunk. Yeah, I know. He's good. I love Zeke. Who doesn't, yeah, who love, doesn't Zeke? love Zeke? Zeke's... I, I hate him on Ohio. but oh, Well, I hated that he played for Ohio, but I loved him. Right. You know. Right. He... I just hated him because I was Oregon Duck and we played him those years. Yeah, yeah, he uh... – Put it down on you guys, but, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, back to what we were getting into real quick because uh, 
we were talking NASCAR before we got into this whole like football side conversation. Yeah. Um, if you didn't watch Daytona on Saturday night, you definitely missed out on probably I would say the best race of the season. It had everything: the drama, the pressure, the wrecks. I saw the um, I saw the highlights of the wrecks and stuff. That was pretty. This sick. wreck. So a lot of people forget that these cars are traveling at 195, 200 miles an hour, and when they Scooch off the track. Crazy yeah. shit happens. Crazy shit. Um, happens. We're going to show this one because I feel like this. I haven't seen a wreck like this at a super speedway or a flip like right. this since Rusty Wallace in 93, Davey in 92, um, Daryl Waltrip in 91. And, and Rusty and Daryl Waltrip, it, it did it almost the exact same part of the track. Right. That Ryan Priest did on on Sunday, and keep in mind when you're watching this wreck, not only did this guy walk away, but he walked away. He was fine. Like right. he walked away from this with just some minor like bumps and strains. Shit happens. And it shows you how far the safety of these cars has come. Uh, but it's a fun wreck to watch. Check this out. Just traveling so fast. Right it happened there. right when it got in the grass. As soon as it got in the grass, that's when it started to lift. And then this is just violent. I mean, look at this car. That is just amazing that something that weighs over 3,500 pounds get in the air like that. It looks like a toy car flying through the air. But as you mentioned, Jeff, 3,500 pounds Such a violent accident for Ryan Price. Thankfully, lands on the wheels and then was able to climb out of that race car and will get checked out in the infield care center. Look how fast. As soon as that contact happens, he just hangs a left. You said it, Jeff. As soon as the car touches the grass, Something about that gap or the air or something changes and up in the air it goes right away. That is so scary. Remember these cars are traveling at over 190 miles an hour. We've seen barrel rolls, but when it climbs into the air, I mean, even right there, multiple flips. Ten. Every time flips. it leaves the ground. That's a lot. Ten's a good number. Ten's a good number. I mean, that's a... That's, that's a solid rip. Dude. That's a rough hit right there. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I remember watching uh, when Davey did that at Pocono in 92. Yeah. I think he rolled 13 or 14 times. And he got out and he had a broken wrist. And he got out and I remember taking his glasses broken, off. Like, collarbone And his eyes were... Both of them were so bloodshot. Because yeah. every blood vessel had broke in his face from the G-forces with the roll, right, right. and all the blood just rushing to his extremities. He was just like, yeah, I can take these glasses off, but it ain't pretty. And it was fucking wild. But that was a fun race. The finish was great. I think the telemetry showed, I think, Ryan Priest is traveling at 195.6 miles an hour when he got turned to the left. It's cooking. Yeah, just it's clipping. He's clipping, you know, just moving, moving along. He moving. But those are the worst wrecks was when those cars just get like shot down to the inside like that. And you're like, oh, no, 
You're at the mercy of how the grass bu- is, like how, the, how bumpy the grass is. They've got is. the roof flaps, the cowl flaps, everything that's designed to keep those cars on the ground when they get turned around backwards mostly because obviously you have a, it's like a plane, right? You're going right. forward. The plane's meant to lift you. If you were going backwards, the plane's going to pull you to the ground. Well, downforce works exactly like that. You're going forward. The downforce is gluing the car to the track. Right. If that car gets turned around backwards and spins at 190 miles an hour, now all that force is working to lift the car up like an airplane, and that's what you have. But now it only happens usually when they get turned sideways like that because there's nothing that you can really do if yeah. the car bounces right. and the air gets under it under, at 190 miles an hour. It's just going to push you right up. There's nothing you can do. There's no flaps, no windows, no nothing. You know, Sands having like a fucking parachute in them. Like, no, you're good. <laughs> right. But Ryan Priest was able to walk away from that incident, which Crazy. I thought was pretty fucking awesome. Um, to give you an update on my betting for Daytona, I bet Harrison Burton, Slick Willie, Kurt Busch, and Ross Chastain to win it. Yes, yeah, Slick Willie. And None the of them won it. No, that's okay. None of them won it. Uh, right. Harrison Burton got caught up in the first big wreck of the night, which uh, was actually involved Ryan Blaney, which was scary because he hit the wall almost in the almost exact spot that Dale Sr. Oh, really? hit the wall in almost the exact same way that Dale Sr. hit the wall. Everybody was and like, there's oh, a shit. Great, great still photo of the, the new Safer Barrier. So Safer Barrier, S-A-F-E-R, stands for Steel and Foam Energy Reduction Barrier. Right. Safer. So... That's what you have those foam, uh, those foam wedges, and the foam wall. You know the the rubber wall with the foam. Right, right. And that's what you have. That it has a lot of give to it. There's that gap. Smart. It's smart. So it's not just your you know your car is not just meeting a dead stop. There's some right. give and some take to it, and allows the energy to disperse. Slow you down a bit. Ryan Blaney looked like he was a little bit like out of breath after he hit it. I mean, granted, you're doing 195 miles an hour, and you get turn straight up into a wall that's, you know, what, 18 feet away? Right. You know, there's not a lot of time for that car to slow down and scrub off speed. You just kind of yes. go, yeet, yeah, yeah. and it hit, and he hit pretty hard, but he's a tough son of a bitch. He got out, and he was oh, fine. And, you know, Ryan Priest said the same thing. He's like, you got to be a tough son of a bitch to drive race cars. Tough son bitch. And, you know, a little bit crazy. Yep. So uh, props to Ryan Priest. He was, that was fucking great. Uh, but that was with five laps to go. Chris Buescher ended up winning it. Uh, Ross, uh, Brad Keselowski pushed him to the end, which kind of bummed me out because of all the people that could have won, Chris Buescher was like one of the last guys I think anybody wanted to see. What he's already won. Odds? He's uh, he was pretty up there. He must have been. He like was like plus, probably plus fifteen, plus sixteen. Hundred, a thousand. Hundred, uh, plus fifteen hundred. So he was up there. Like he was That's a pretty. Not bad. He was pretty mid pack odds. Yeah. Uh, in order to win. But I had also placed 10 bucks on Martin Truex Jr. for a top right. three finish. Yeah, fuck. And he fucked me. Uh, so I got fucked all in all. Even though Slick Willie, Ross Chastain, and Kurt Busch all made it through the first big one, yeah. Harrison Burton got caught up. Harrison Burton would have been fuck, a big payday right. for me. I had money on him. I almost threw it on Corey LaJoy, too. Glad I didn't because that would have just been a waste of 10 bucks because he, oh, he was up there. He ran well. I think he finished top 10. Yeah, um, up bad. But not enough. I need I need wins. My drought right now in betting on racing is is tremendous. So yeah. I got I got to snap out of it. We got Darlington on Sunday. Hoping for the best. I got a couple ideas in in my head. I'm thinking I'm going Logano, Kurt Busch, 
Slick Willie. Like, just three bot, three yeah, guys. not bad. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I feel like if you want to go, like, top five, like, betting guys that can finish in the top five, Kyle Larson, Bubba Wallace. I like Kyle Larson. Um, you know, obviously, Busher and or both RFK teams, Busher and, and Keselowski, they're going to run well. I don't know that any of them are going to win, but yeah. I really like Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, and Slick Willie on Sunday. Yeah. Because if you remember last time we raced at Darlington last year, it was Joey Logano wrecking Slick Willie to get the win. Yeah. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and just drove straight. I mean, Slick Willie was blocking him, blocking him, blocking him. Well, and let me listen. In Logano's defense, and you're yep. not going to hear me say this often, in Logano's defense, you blocked me once, you got me. You blocked me twice. Uh, no, that's it. That's on you. I'm you faster get, than you. You get one. You get one shot to block somebody. And Logano took his second shot, punched his nose straight in Will Slick Willie's ass. Scumbag. Shot him up the track, drove right by him, and won the race. So makes for a great playoffs. But NASCAR playoffs start Sunday. Uh, NFL season starts a week from Sunday. We will do our picks yeah, a baby. week from tonight. Uh, we'll drop it here. And we will talk to you all next Tuesday night. Full house, official picks, season picks, Super Bowl picks, playoff picks, MVPs, offensive rookie of the years, defensive rookie of the years, offensive player of the year, so on and so forth. Get back at us. Can't wait. Paul, congratulations again on your Super Bowl, fantasy Super Bowl from last year. We'll talk some fantasy football next week as well. Until next Tuesday, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. For Plizzy and Mr. Bentcourt couldn't be here. I'm Joey Fats. We'll check you next week. Peace. Peace.